This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. And today I want to talk about Louis Gohmert. So I found somebody that knows something about him. <laughs> Hank Gilbert from Tyler, Texas, or from around Tyler, Texas, right? Right. You're, you're a rancher out there. Right. And you ran against Louis in the last election. I did. Seriously, <laughs> and seriously considering running against him in the next one. Well, somebody better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to, you know, any, anybody who actively tries to overthrow our democracy and hides that behind the veil of uh, Christian values has got uh, something wrong somewhere. And you say he tried to overthrow our democracy because he voted, he voted to throw out the election, right? Well, not only that, but rumor has it, and it hasn't been proven yet, but for the Lincoln Project to come out and target him specifically with ads like they have, mm -hmm. uh, rumor has it that he was also one of the ones that helped lead some of the insurrectionists on tours the day before the riot. Is that a fact? I had not seen that. Yes. Well, it hasn't come out publicly, but the Lincoln Project has already put ads together against him, Jim Jordan, and, a and one or two other members of the House, basically blaming them for the insurrection. Of course, part of that, I think, is because of the interview that he did on Newsmax about a week and a half or two weeks prior to the insurrection, where he called for this was after, you know, he filed the lawsuit against Pence and the court threw it out. He went on there and called for people to violently riot in support of President Trump. So even before the insurrection? Even, yeah. This was like a week and a half or two weeks before the insurrection. It was so bad, if you can believe this, that the Newsmax anchor cut him off. Is that a fact? Yeah. <laughs> and then he tried to walk it back the next day and said he never said that, but it's on tape. I see. So Louis Gohmert has got to be one, if, if you were being kind, you would say he was colorful. You would say he was one of the most colorful congresspersons ever. But when you're talking about an elected member of Congress mm -hmm. who actively participates, now this, this guy is a veteran, Okay, he served uh, in the military in the JAG Corps, but he did serve in the military. You know, went to one of the most prestigious universities in the country, of which I am, a, am an alumni as well, in Texas A&M University, and then discredited our Herald Ring by tapping it on a table in the middle of a committee meeting. That was the, the incident where the, the brother was trying to testify to exactly. A, a congressional committee. And exactly. Gohmert sat there and beat on his microphone with his pencil so that nobody could hear him. He took his Aggie ring and turned it over and beat on the table with it. Tap, 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 tap. That was just something you do not do. But for an elected member of Congress to actively, actively call for the end of our democracy and call himself a patriot. No, that's treasonous. That's treasonous. Not only did he break the oath 
of a member of Congress, he broke the oath to the military as well as what he reportedly may have done the day before in the Capitol. Is and my he turned around and voted against the election results. Hey, I don't ever want to hear the word socialist come out of his mouth because I will answer it with fascist. That is what he is. He's a fascist. A leader of the fascist movement in America. There you go. And his most recent scandal is that he has been going around the metal detectors <laughs> in Congress and bragging about it. And so they are, they are trying to fine him $5,000 for every time he does it. I think that he did it for a political stunt. You know, he, he's been hurting for the last several years for campaign donations. He, he spends more than he, do, more than he raises. I see. Okay. For various reasons on a sundry of different things. You know, we pressed him in this last election of how someone could go from showing a $300,000 mortgage on their home and crying and whining about to it, about it to his constituents that he was going to have to leave Congress and sell his home if they didn't start supporting him because he couldn't afford it. And then all of a sudden that $300,000 mortgage disappears off his personal financial statements within two months after he got back from the Ukraine. Uh, at the same time, Giuliani and Perry was there, and he never would answer that to members of Congress or to reporters that asked him about it, told him it was none of their business. But to, I think that this whole deal about the metal detectors is a publicity stunt to try to get more of the other fascists and the other insurrectionists and the other pro-Trumpers from across this country to give him campaign dollars. I think that's what it's all about, and, and I applaud the speaker in the house for passing the rule for $5,000 first offense, $10,000 second offense. I hope he keeps doing it because he's not going to be able to afford it. But do I think he's packing? No, I don't even believe he owns a gun. I think it's all just a publicity stunt. So he's just doing this to play up to his followers. And I have seen some of his followers because there was a video circulated where you were holding a, a rally. I think it was in downtown Tyler. It was. And, uh, all these gunmen showed up. Yep. It looks like the police were less than helpful. In fact, it looked kind of scary that the police might have been in on it. And they uh, did everything they could to disrupt your rally. And I really admired the way you continued in a reasonable way to try to hold your rally and, and get your message to the American people. But it was clear to me that Louis Gomer has a lot of dangerous friends. Well, you know, there were some businesses there that sponsored on Louis' behalf, some of those white supremacist groups to be there and, and the Banditos biker gang to be there and some of the 3% militia to be there. And Louis did two news reports later that evening about what happened at my rally. He gave two different stories as to how he found out about it. You know, claimed he didn't know, but two completely different stories about how he found out about it after the fact. And the, they were clearly there on his behalf because they were chanting his name and Trump's name the entire time we were doing that. And then some of those same people ended up at D.C. on the 6th, and their names have been submitted to the FBI. But you're right, the Tyler PD is slow walking this thing. They're not even charging half of the people that, that did things. And, and we're seeking a Justice Department, now that we have a new administration, a Justice Department probe, not only into that event, but into the Tyler Police Department 
because we think that there's, you know, some white uh, supremacist influences there. But, you know, yeah, they walking around with guns, probably 70 or 80 of them, you know, like they were going to do something and they totally surrounded me before it was over. But, you know, Gene, I, I got in the face, well, he was in my face of one of those guys and there were several there after the fact. That cuts across my next question. My next question was, aren't you scared? No. Because no, and you know, I'm not I'm not a terribly overly religious person. However, I was raised in the in the Southern Baptist Church my entire life. But I remember a certain passage in the Bible where God says not to fear no man. And I don't, you know, and, and I know we all got a, an end of life date coming at one point or another. And I'm perfectly content with that because I know where I'm gonna be when that day comes. But I'll never be scared of another human. Ever. And you're not scared of Louis Gohmert or Oh, I'm certainly not scared of Louis Gohmert. I see. The Justice Department has warned the nation of the of coming domestic terrorism. Oh yeah. Do you think you think Tyler or District One, where you've been running for Congress, do you think it's a more dangerous place there? Or do you think these these gunmen at your rally were mostly from out of town? A lot of them were from out of town, but some were from the area because I recognized them. I think that 40 years of Republicans manipulating the education code and trying to dumb down the electric, particularly the poor or white electric, has reached a fruition. You know, Donald Trump kind of let the cat out of the bag and made all these Republicans cringe when he did, when he stood at the podium and said, I love my uneducated because he let that cat out of the bag. Mm -hmm. And I think now we've seen that generation of those people come into adulthood and they believe everything they're told by the Republican party. And I think that's why Trump was able to co-opt as many of those people as he has and Louis riding that coattail. Louis knows better. I mean, he, he's, personally confided into people and said, the reason I act the way I do is because I know I have to, to keep for, to keep getting reelected. So he knows better. And as an Aggie, I, you know, I have to assume he's smarter than he actually lets on to be, but it's caught, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, you see our democracy was almost overthrown on January the 6th. Do I think there will be other attempts of that in the future? Yes. Unless we develop, unless this Congress develops laws against domestic terrorism, and unless this administration gives the FBI and other agencies the authority to go out and raid and arrest and jail and prosecute these domestic terror groups that we have in this country. And if we don't do that, I can see, I can see the day coming when this great experiment that we're well into 200 plus years of practice to try to perfect comes to an end. I see. And, and Let me ask you a little bit about District 1, because unless I'm mistaken, your District 1 today is, is part of the same area that was dominated by Ralph Hall for a long time. Long time. Ralph Hall and Charlie Wilson. And yeah. Charlie Wilson before that, Charlie Wilson, who practically single-handedly started the war in Afghanistan. Right. And then before that, Martin dies. 
-hmm. of the Dyess Committee. Mm -hmm. This is all, it's not exactly the same boundaries, but there are parts of that territory right. where you're running for Congress. Right. And if you go way back, if you go way back into the lynching days, it was a center of lynching mm -hmm. in East Texas. Marshall, right. Texas was right. quoted by the, by the NAACP as one of the worst because not only did they hang black people, they burned them to death. Right, that's right. Marshall. So, yep. so, so again, aren't you scared? No. You're not afraid? No, no. When, when, when a man becomes too afraid to live their life and express their opinions, then they're not much of a man anymore. I just glanced through his resume on Wikipedia and found <laughs> out that he's, doesn't believe in climate change. He he was a birther. He mm -hmm. tried he tried to oppose President Obama on the basis that he that he hadn't presented his birth certificate to personally to Louis Gomez. He was one of the original birthers. Yeah, he he's totally against women's rights. Oh yeah, in every way. Yeah, he he refused to consider lynching a federal crime or a hate crime, he, he told everybody to take this medicine called hydroxychloroquine and actually told people that he took it when he had COVID last summer and, and has been, as I said earlier, cozying up and, and encouraging the violent extremists that are in the news so much today. That's where Louis is. And had it not been for Donald Trump, someone that he, you know, felt a sincere alignment with, Louis would be, would be and would have been totally irrelevant in Washington over the last four years. But Trump kind of gave him a platform, even though the day in the uh, White House, you know, when Trump was recognizing all the people that had helped him, and Louis was sitting on the front row right beside the, the mi minority leader, and, and Trump was finishing up. He said, did I miss anybody? And Louie's hand was going up in the air like Urkel going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then he finally acknowledged Louie. You know, he's a good friend, Louie. But, you know, it, it, to say he's a joke would be a severe understatement. But for his, his usefulness to the people of Congressional District 1, other than being a Republican, which I think now, after what happened on January the 6th and his involvement in that, that may not even carry a lot of water with true Republicans. Uh, he's just useless. Was a, if he was an old cow on my place, Gene, that, you know, hadn't had a calf in years, he'd already be hanging by his hocks, you know, up in a, in a freezer somewhere. He's a useless member of the herd and needs to, you know, go out to pasture permanently. Needs to be called out. There you go. Let me ask you one more thing, because I always like to ask this of everybody that I interview. We've been talking about someone who is encouraging the violent extremists, one of the people who has put the country into the chaos that it's suffering through today. And not only, not only because of the violent extremists, but also because of the pandemic. So my question is, what do you recommend people do between now and let's say the next election or during the next election? What should people be doing? But what I would recommend that people do is do your homework. 
you know, we've become so partisan in this country that people will vote for a candidate. And, it, you know, when Donald Trump made the statement, I could go out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose a single supporter, that statement carried a lot of truth because so many people just look at the political designation after the name rather than anything about that person. Learn, do your do your background digging and uh, know what you're doing and, and, and get in there and start doing something. Exactly. I've, been I've been interviewing Hank Gilbert, especially about the subject of Louis Gohmert. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Thank you.